episode of the Apollo 13 Minute. Every uh, day we break down another minute of the classic Ron Howard film, Apollo 13, one of the probably best and well-done space movies of all time. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Henry of the EA Aviation Museum, and joining me is your other host, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And we are uh, uh, very fortunate to have uh, someone who knows more about Apollo and uh, Saturn, and just about every other uh, name that's used in the in the uh, NASA programs. I'm here with uh, uh, Dr. Charlie Chasen from uh, the University of Texas at Arlington. He's the director of uh, the classic studies here, and uh, he's got a lot of books on the subject, and he's read them all. So, Charlie, welcome <laughs> aboard. Well, uh, uh, thank you so much. It, it's true that I do have a lot of books. I never claimed to have read any one of them. Let's make that clear. <laughs> Well, you're, you're better than Google in this department, though, I would, I would have to say. Oh, high praise indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Even better than Wikipedia, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get yeah. out of town. You guys <laughs> out. I'm blushing now. Wow. Well, uh, well, we're we're going on about uh, the name, the nomenclature, which we really haven't touched on much uh, in the show. Um, the all of the von Braun. Uh, Rockets, except for the Redstone, of course, which was named by the Army, uh, usually carry names of uh, Greek and Roman mythology. And uh, it's probably a good time to go through where, uh, you know, how these names relate to the program itself. Um, most famous, of course, here would be uh, the name of the program, Apollo. And uh, Charlie, where does Apollo fit in the pantheon of, uh, of Zeus and, and company? Well, he is one of Zeus's sons, and he's uh, an especially close uh, relation uh, to Zeus, he reveals the the uh, the word of Zeus uh, in his oracle uh, at Delphi. He's a god who wears many hats, or whatever the Greek equivalent uh, of uh, hats may be. One of the peculiar things that I've it, it um, tracing his uh, attachment to the sun is not as easy uh, as it might seem. I mean, this is how. In modern times, certainly in the medieval period, in the Renaissance, uh, Apollo was identified with the sun. When you get back into the classical period, it's kind of hard to, to figure this out. And, and uh, one theory that I like uh, is that, in fact, it's only because his twin sister, uh, Artemis, was associated with the moon. Artemis was uh, associated with what labor and delivery of women, so that the the moon's twenty eight day cycle was related ah. to uh, the the female cycle. And for this reason, uh, Artemis is associated with the moon. And it seems that just by the luck of the draw, or peer pressure, uh, Apollo comes to be associated. With the sun, uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the the evidence for this doesn't show up until late century AD and, and so on. But as I've said, uh, in the medieval period, the Renaissance and into modern times, uh, Apollo's association with the sun is solid. Yeah, Apollo, you know, is definitely the most important part here, but also the other the other half of the Apollo-Saturn project is Saturn. So I mm -hmm. guess the next thing to talk about would be Saturn. How does Saturn fit in on all this? Mm -hmm. Well, Saturn uh, was king of the universe before Zeus rose to power. And actually, there are varying images of uh, a Saturn. Uh, one has him as king during a, a golden age uh, when 
human lives were uh, like the lives of gods. They were uh, healthy. Uh, they didn't age. Um, they didn't have to work the fields. Kind of a Garden of Eden. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So that's the positive side uh, of uh, of Saturn. And then there is the rather more savage side of Saturn. I'm not sure this is relevant to uh. <laughs> to the program, but but that's the one in which Saturn, what is the is the savage precursor to Zeus, and uh, perhaps what he's best known for, uh, is devouring his own children. Ah. Okay. Um, he had. Oh, wow. he, yeah, uh, he had overthrown his own father, had in fact castrated his own father, so he feared the same thing might happen. Who was Saturn's father? Uranus, or, or okay. uh, the sky. Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so, so just, that's a darker path than yeah. we might want to go down here. No, interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's interesting that Saturn, who was a titan, is a follow-on to the, the Gemini program, which was uh, on the shoulders of titan missiles. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it seems like that, of course, that doesn't go all the way back. Then, well, and then we get Atlas, who was, wasn't he also... In the uh, he, was, he was he was a titan. Himself. He was a titan there. So right. all the yes. all the titans, Atlas, Titan itself, mm-hmm. and uh, Saturn would be the the booster that are basically everybody is on the shoulders of a titan of some type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now in this particular mission, we've in Apollo thirteen, we're talking about previous ships had been named simple things like Spider and Gumdrop for Apollo nine, which is the shape of the the ships. I mean, the lunar module <laughs> looked like a spider, and uh-huh, yeah. the command module looked like actually right. to me it always looked like a Hershey's kiss. <laughs> so and then. Uh, Apollo 10 had Charlie Brown and Snoopy, so they were familiar characters. Mm-hmm. Apollo 11, of course, being a, uh, a you know, representing the uh, the nation that had sent it. They used Columbia, which is a representation of America, mm-hmm. and Eagle, the symbol of the United States. Mm-hmm. Apollo 12, being an all-Navy crew, used uh, Intrepid, which was a, a famous naval vessel, and Yankee Clipper, which was another uh, famous vessel of speed. And uh, so uh, Lovell and his crew uh, moved back to more traditional uh, names uh, similar to to what they had named the boosters before, mm-hmm. and the pro- program. So they went with Aquarius, the lunar module, and Odyssey, the command module. Mm-hmm. So uh, Aquarius is an interesting term. Mostly, I think the reason they picked it mostly was because of the familiarity of age of Aquarius and hair was sure, being out at the sure. same time. And yeah. we're I'm not exactly sure if I understand astrological ages, but the age of Aquarius is generally right about now. Is how they. They figure things. Uh, sounds good to me. Yeah, okay. You know, I, I'm out of my depth now. Yeah, right? no, really? well, let's get back to the original Aquarius, who is, <laughs> actually, is Aquarius is, is a water bearer or Ganymede? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, so, okay. in, so in fact, the constellations go back to uh, Babylonian uh, times. And my understanding is that what in Babylonian tradition, what you have the god, the, the very ancient god Ea, and he, although he goes by other names, uh, and he's the god of the subterranean freshwater ocean. So he provides freshwater for mankind and the entire world. And he was often represented by the Babylonians as uh, lying down with a vase that was overflowing with water. So this makes perfect sense uh, to me. Then when you get into Greek, and and the Greeks try to attach some of their mythological figures, things get a little squishy, uh, let's say. Yeah, so Ganymede you mentioned, uh, who was, what, the most beautiful boy, the Brad Pitt of his time, uh, and Zeus, you know, who had a sharp eye for a a well-turned male ankle as well as a female ankle, saw this kid and said, ooh, uh, I want him. So he brought him up to Olympus, where he served as Zeus's cup bearer. Hmm. Uh, Now, the idea of 
pouring water, um, how we get to that. I mean, I, I was reading something online, the sort of source I tell my students never to use, uh, that, that suggested that uh, in time Ganymede became really tired of being Zeus's water bearer. So he poured out uh, all the water wow. and, and it fell onto Earth and caused a flood, which is kind of a universal. interesting. Yeah. And, and, and it brings up another possible association. I was reading that what Deucalion, son of Prometheus and uh, one of two survivors of the flood. That is the flood tradition that yeah. you know, we see in the Bible and, uh, and in Greek mythology as well. He is sometimes referred to as the water bearer. Now, how he's bearing water is, is anyway, I mean, he's treading water, it seems to me, yeah. uh, if he survives uh, uh, the flood. So, uh, yeah, the, the connection between Greek uh, mythology and, and this, uh, the, the water bearer, it seems to me more tenuous than the, the Babylonian one. Hmm. Wow. So we have, uh, we have Aquarius being there. I, I mean, I think mostly they were just trying to get into some kind of mythological representations. Mm-hmm. And Aquarius in 1970 was probably the most common thought on the minds of at least people who had watched the Grammys and the Tonys sure, the year sure. before. I, I'd heard that story similar to uh, when they were first coming out with the Man in Space Soonest pl- program, which was the original Man Space Project. They didn't want to call it MISS because, you know, take the take the abbreviation. So mm-hmm. I think it was Kurt Debus who decided, well, we need to go after some mythological figures. So they mm-hmm. picked Mercury, not because of speed or or um, you know some some knowledgeable knowledgeability from like FTD, mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. uh, the reason is because people knew Lincoln Mercury's, and so they thought, oh, Mercury is yeah. a familiar common thing, so <laughs> why not uh, sure, sure, you know, yeah. kind of uh, piggyback on that? Mm-hmm. So the other one here, is the command module, of course, being named Odyssey, which mm-hmm. brings up uh, Homer and Odysseus, and sure. and I guess this is one of the greatest odysseys of mankind, going half a million miles back and forth to the mm-hmm. moon. Mm-hmm. Um, does uh, Odysseus have relationships with the moon? Is there any? Is is there anything in the in the Iliad or the, or the, the Odyssey? Moon. Uh, my short answer would be no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just the the basic idea, you know, of a perilous journey, and there's there's no guarantee that you'll return from it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I can't think of any specific associations between Odysseus and the Moon in uh, in the Odyssey. So I, I guess it would be. I mean, the the. The short, the shorter walk to where where they got it from is probably, since this was probably named in the late '60s, they, they probably had to come up with names. Why not pick uh, after 2001, which was a space odyssey? Oh yeah, sure. So, oh, uh, absolutely. So yeah. that's no. probably the more common. I, where uh, I think you're absolutely right there. Yeah. So get, getting a classic attitude from pop culture seems to be uh, common at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, it's interesting thinking about uh, how much. The uh, the gods play in uh, in in using uh, modern science. I mean, we continue to this day. We're having uh, uh, the current uh, inter- interplanetary ship that they're building right now is Orion, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know part of the winter the winter sky in our constellation, the Orion 100, probably the most famous constellation, easiest to recognize. Uh, you know, in 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 the sky, anybody with uh, who's ever used a telescope and has looked at Jupiter always sees the four. Uh, what they call Galilean moons, mm-hmm. which are named. Um, now I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm doing this without a net, folks. So <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I think it's Lo, uh, Mo, Larry, Curly, yeah, yeah, and, and Champ, Champ, yes. yeah, the forgotten one. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, a Ganymede, of course, is one is one uh-huh. of the moons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eo, uh, Callisto, and mm-hmm. Europa. Yeah. So they're all they're all related. They're kind of uh, you know either 
water bearers or handmaidens of Zeus mm-hmm. in, yeah, in right. one form or another. Mm-hmm. The only one that I know a story of with there is Callisto was... Callisto was Hera's sidekick or something. She was like a maiden. And she was turned into... A bear? A bear. A bear, right. yeah. yeah. And she yeah. was pregnant with uh with zeus's child mm-hmm. and, uh, and who wasn't yeah yeah time. you know yeah. It, yeah it's a swan it's a <laughs> it's bear you know a, a heifer whatever um but she uh if if i remember correctly the her her husband i want to say was a hunter as well um and and he killed was, her he was going right? to kill her but i think zeus put her in the sky so that's where, ah, that's where we get Ursa Major you know all, part of the Big Dipper it's all coming together nicely yeah, now just one yes, big yes. just one big circle there <laughs> and uh, and Zeus, king of you know, king of the planets out there, is has uh, has all these little stories going on mm-hmm. in the yes, sky. All, all his mistresses. It's yeah, a, it's a crowded sky. Yeah. <laughs> and Hera, Hera was wife number that 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 you know intrigue the palace intrigue there. Hera was wife number three. Is that right? Uh, well, there are a lot of them. Okay, uh, yeah. So she was one of you know Hesiod, one of seven or eight, in fact. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. to be king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, but it's just like watching as the world turns. I mean, there's so many, so much stuff going on there. So many, so many uh, op- opportunities for naming. I mean, they're going to just have to come with more missiles just to cover all these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. You know, we had, uh, and of course, the the follow up that was going to happen that never happened was Ares, which of course was the mm-hmm. Greek version of Mars, and we had Ares one and Ares five, and that's all that's all been canceled. But who knows? The names haven't been used yet. We're uh, we haven't talked about the following. The mission following Apollo thirteen was Apollo fourteen. Mm-hmm. The uh, the two ships there were named Kitty Hawk, which was uh, kind of a more obvious uh, reference. Mm-hmm. But uh, their other the other name that they used was Antares, which is a star, but it also is the antithesis mm-hmm. of Ares, Antares. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm not exact. I'm still trying to find out how or why they named it Antares. It doesn't seem to fit with anything else going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. it's a. Uh, I don't. There wasn't an ant. Antithesis of Aries was there. I mean, I guess Venus would be, but uh, I'm uh, yeah, I'm at a loss here. I there's no, there's no god of peace. Oh, there is oh, actually, but okay. uh, but uh, not named Antares. Irene, uh, oh. source of our, our word Irene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, the stuff, the stuff I don't know is <laughs> could, fill, could fill this room that we're sitting in. Uh, this this palatial room. Yes, yes. <laughs> As we sit in our wingback chairs and. <laughs> With Point. our snifters yeah, and cigars. Yeah, snifters and cigars <laughs> in our smoking jackets. But, uh, Chris, you're missing a lot down here. <laughs> it sounds like it, man. i got to come down here and do a live one with you guys. Oh, de- definitely, definitely. Now, Charlie, you're, you you are a, uh, of an age like, like I am. Yes. And uh, do you remember? Yeah, even more so, I yes. suspect. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the Apollo 13 mission? Do you remember following along when that was going on? That would be 1970. 1970. Gee, April. I'm just trying to remember. Uh Boy, the Earth know. was cooling. <laughs> <laughs> I, then the dinosaurs came. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember a great deal about it. No. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what uh, 19. I would have been 18 years. Yeah, there's no reason for me to remember anything no, from was, uh, the year I was 18. Yeah, you I was, sure? Uh, yeah. Busy, busy high school years. <laughs> um, this was. Uh, do you remember Apollo 11? Do you remember where you were when when Apollo 11 landed on the moon? Uh, yes, I can remember sitting on the floor watching TV with my sister and one of her roommates from college for whom I had a thing, but you know, ah. but nobody will ever hear this, I hope, or at least at one small my, step at a my time. My sister yeah. would be so <laughs> <Yeah>. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, have to have to send her a note and let her know when this is being aired. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, these, you know, it was it was a good time. I was I was a kid, and I remember I remember watching watching Apollo Eleven and looking out the window at the setting moon mm-hmm. and thinking there's people walking on the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's just an mm-hmm. interesting feeling. Um, Chris, this this was Chris was after after this the time of all this but mm-hmm. uh he gets to hear geezers like us chat about chat go. about the moon days mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yep yep and did have you ever get to see a rocket launch i, I don't know if have i ever seen a rocket launch live have you ever been mm, absolutely not no. No. okay no <laughs> yeah, put that, uh, put that not, on the not that i i am philosophically opposed I no just, no no uh, never had the just the opportunity someday you know visiting professor university of titusville you get down there and although my wife actually worked for a company that made rockets for the really yeah um and and that's the full extent of my knowledge ah. uh, of that so there's a there's a at least an oblique family connection there wow now what what brought you i mean we we usually talk about aircraft and, and space exploration and things like that but what brought you to the classics well how did you how did you wind up being a, a classics professor uh simply because i went to a jesuit high school Oh, that's right. BC, right? Uh, BC High, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you had to take four years of Latin and three years of Greek were available and not knowing any better, I wandered into Greek class and and I haven't wandered away (laughs) uh, uh, since. Ah, okay. Well, it all worked out. Uh, Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) As I look around at this palatial office. Yes. You finally found a place for all your books. That's the best part. So, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, this it's it's fascinating. I mean, this is a, kind of a it's an aspect of space history that a lot of people kind of overlook. There's mm-hmm. there's sure. so many different names. I have never found a proper uh, background for one of the targets for the Gemini pro- project was a target called Agena, and other than being named after a star, do you know any any what's the name again? Agena, A G E N A, A G. Well, there's a Greek island, Aegina. Aegina? Okay. Anything, uh, anything of particular note happened there? Or? Gee, I, I, we just visited. You know, we, we took some kids to Greece last winter, and I visited Aegina for the first time. They had, uh, there's a beautiful uh, uh, temple there to uh, apparently a local goddess named, hmm. unsurprisingly, uh, Aegina. Aegina, okay. Uh, for a while, they were great. Uh, they, were, they were kind of uh, rivals of the Athenians, hmm. uh, in fact. And it seems that they had kind of rival um, building programs going on. Oh, you know, okay. The, yeah. The, so Whose plinths the, were the largest? And exactly. Like, oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oedipus complex, yeah. Uh, and Aegina, yeah, as, again, as you might imagine, another uh, mistress of Zeus. Ah, okay. But that's about as far as I can take you, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the only thing I had read about Aegina is how the, the U.S. pronouncement of it is, NASA pronounces it, was that it was named after a star in the southern sky. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. It's not a, it is a bright star, but it's not like a finding star. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's a good, maybe mm-hmm. the, the island is a good place for rendezvous, which is what that was about. Um <laughs> Well, this has been very illuminating. Uh, I'm glad we could delve into something that's not often talked about in space history circles, except what do they call that? You know, mm-hmm. Trivia, mm-hmm. <laughs> trivia contest. And uh, we'll probably, I, I'm not sure if we'll come up with more things, but maybe we'll be back for more questions later as the that would be as great. things we're on. But, I've uh, enjoyed it. But Charlie, thank you so much for being here. If for folks wanting to uh, talk back to us, we are always available on the social media networks. You can find us on Facebook at, uh, uh, what is the thing again? Oh, yeah, the Apollo 13 Mission Control. <laughs> 
And on Twitter, of course, Apollo 13 Minute. Uh, you can, if you want to get previous episodes of this and listen to all of our scintillating conversations, you can find it at Apollo13Minute.com, Apollo13Minute.com, or go to iTunes or Google Play and uh, type in Apollo 13 Minute, and you can subscribe and get us delivered hot and fresh every day, Monday through Friday. We will be back next time with uh, more uh, interesting topics, and uh, something terrible seems to be getting ready to happen, so uh, stay tuned. Looks like we're coming up on Laws of Sagal in about 30 seconds, so we'll see you here next time on the Apollo 13 Minute.